Amen. Well, I tell you, I like I appreciate the prayers, power and might. Y'all think about when you come in here on Sundays or when you approach the Lord or when you're saying your prayers that he responds in power and might. And, and that just hit my heart this morning. I pray that, you know what, that there is power and might today um, received through the, the teaching and preaching of God's word because it's definitely there. Amen. So I, I pray that we have a, just an open heart to what God's going to show us. And now I'm going I'm to give you what I got this week. Family and friends, what you going to do? Don't ask me why I preached on this this week, because you know why? You end up living it when you preach it. And I thought, man, isn't this amazing? How many people deal with, with some folks that sometimes they're not always that pleasant? <laughs> that message is for you. All right, this message right here is for you. How many people deal with, with, with other people <laughs> that aren't always that pleasant? Like maybe the guy in the mirror, the girl in the mirror. Well, you know, we got some work to be done, right? Well, aren't you glad that God did all the inside work, you know? He did it all on the cross. But I was thinking about relationships. Everything's based on relationships, if you think about it. And I was just, you know, spending time, and I started looking at the life of Jesus, and I said, man, he, he is so relatable. Isn't it great to have a God that's so personal that he can relate to everything you're dealing with? Maybe your family can't relate with it. Maybe your neighbor can't relate with it. But God can relate with that. And, and to me, that's just such an added blessing on top of all the things that God does for us. And I started looking at my family, my friends, my circle of impact, you know, look in the mirror a little bit. And I, and I started looking at the life of Jesus. And I said, man, you know, things really don't change that much, does it? Look back through the years. Man, I, I wrote down a couple of little things. I said, man, it's, it's amazing some of the things that, that Jesus dealt with. You know, had a bunch of different relationships with a lot of different people. And, and we got people that, you know, all the way from the very beginning, Cain and Abel, family feud, you know what I mean? I was thinking about that. You got, you got Noah. He pulled a few stunts. What about David? The man that is after God's own heart. He, did he drop the ball from time to time? Absolutely. And then I, I moved it right on up while, while Jesus was walking to earth. And, you know, you got uh, the, the disciples. You got folks selling him out. You got people denying him. You ever feel like that? You feel like, man, what's going on here? God understands that. And so today I hope that the Lord just comforts you knowing that you're not alone. You're not by yourself. You serve a God that can relate to you right where you are on your worst day, on your best day. And to me, that gives me joy. You know, I don't say it always gives me a, a happy feeling because that happiness changes, doesn't it? Man, you know, you get a raise. I'm happy. And you get home and your cable bill went up $50. You ain't happy no more. Right? <laughs> you know, things change like that. But the deep-rooted joy that we have in a personal relationship with Christ continues. So I, I said, well, Lord, how can we pull this all together? And he was just showing me how life is, is just really made up of relationships. And we, built, we are built for community. We, we have a church family to, to support one another and, and focus our eyes on the Lord and just kind of walk these things out. I said, but we need to have God's perspective to balance those relationships, don't we? How many people, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm just saying, how many people have relationships that are kind of one-sided? <clears throat> you know, you know, the people that they call only when they need something, right? Or whatever, and they're, man, they're all concerned about what's going on when there's something in it for them, right? Oh, I, I, hate, I hate to have to, to, to deal with stuff sometimes if I hadn't talked to somebody in a while or whatever. Like, man, I don't want to be that guy, you know what I mean? But it's hard to keep up with a lot of people, isn't it? But, you know, I, I think if people really know you, they should know your heart, you know? And they know uh, that we get busy and things going on. But, you know, the whole thing is when God's in the center of that, he can start bringing unity to those relationships, whether it's work, whether it's church, whether it's neighborhood stuff, whatever it is. And I mean, face it, you know, 
Uh, it's not always easy living where you live. It's not always easy working where you work. It's not always easy being married, is it? Got some folks getting ready to get married around here before too long. Listen to me. Pray every day. Pray together. Pray together all the time. Grow together. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I, I even looked at this. Look at this. In Jesus' ministry, even his own family, look at this. John 7 to 5. I don't have it up here. John 7 to 5 says that for even his own brothers did not believe in him. Man, you're brothers with Jesus and you don't believe in him? Mom likes him better. Oh, can you see it? Well, why don't you do this? How come he never has to take, take the trash out or whatever the case may be? You know, I don't know. But, you know, you always see that. Because, you know what? A lot of times, you ready for this? We can be just a little bit selfish, can't we? And only half of y'all said that. And you know all of, we, all of us can be, right? We can be a little selfish sometimes. But you know what? I think when we continue to put God in the center, he peels a lot of that off as we go through. And we're a work in progress, but aren't you glad that our salvation is the finished work of the cross? I said it's the finished work of the cross. So I want to take a look at our scripture today dealing with family and friends and it says this so let us not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up Galatians 6 9 man sometimes we just got to keep pressing on you know because when you get pushed you want to push back don't you I always follow up with this when I'm teaching on something like this I am never going to tell you to be a pushover right Jesus wasn't a pushover but I tell you stand your ground in the Lord and ask for his wisdom and his guidance amen Ask for him to fight the battle in your strength. Amen. So we're going to look at that. So we're going to we'll take a good, uh, good long look and see what God has for us in family and friends. And, and there's so many things that I want to cover today. So I'm going to jump right on in there. But it says, I want to read this one more time to set the stage. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Sometimes we want to quit, don't we? Sometimes we want to give up. And, and I'm telling you today, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep looking up. Draw all that strength from there. Uh, you know, from the Lord. And at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't quit, friends. We're going to keep going. So I want to look at three areas of our life here. You know, love them where they are, forgive them, and keep caring, and look in the mirror. So I think we're going to cover everybody today. Y'all ready? Say amen. amen. All right. Let's get this thing going here. Because I know that there's probably somebody going to go to a good buffet somewhere. We don't want to be late, right? <laughs> love them where they are. I said, man, I just want to kind of prime the pump a little bit. How many know I probably got a story or two? See, whenever God tells me I'm going to preach on something, I end up living it. And that's probably a good thing. So many of y'all know that I'm, I'm scheduled for my shoulder surgery, and uh, we're trusting God for a, a fast return on that. And uh, so to, to do that, uh, you got to go get, you got to go a couple of places. You got to get a couple of tests. You got to make sure everything's good, right? Do people always do what they say they're going to do? You can, you can be loud there if you want. No, they don't. Yeah. We need you to be here. We need you to do this and everything else. So I go and I get ready. And I said, I went to my doctor. He said, this is what we're going to do. I said, well, you think I'll be back to work in a couple of weeks? He said, I said, there's small holes. I could probably be back in a couple of weeks. And he looks at me. This guy's been my doctor for 15 years. He says, I want you to hear what I'm saying. It's going to hurt. And you know, the bad part about it is he don't lie. <laughs> He's always been right on the money. He goes, I got I to gotta do this extra. It's not the average thing. We can fix it. You're going to be all right. But there's going to be some hacking and cutting and all this, you know. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, okay, everything's good. So they go and I get ready to leave. They send me on out. And I'm halfway back home. And the lady calls from the hospital and says, hey, buddy, I forgot to tell you. You got to go over to Centera uh, and have uh, blood work done. I said, okay. Do I need any paperwork to leave in? 
No, no, no. We're all connected. We can do that, right? We, we, we're all connected. I'm going to send it over right now. I said, I'm going tomorrow right after work at 3 o'clock. Not a problem. Have a great day. So I roll on in there. I go on up to the main desk, and they have been busy. They sounded like Thomas a minute ago. The lady's like, <sighs> So I went in there, and I could tell that they've had a long day. How many know a kind word is a really nice thing? It's good to receive, and it's good to give. So I go there, and I said, uh, she said, can I help you? And she's trying to smile, but this lady's been working, man, I tell you. And I said, hey, I, I just got a question for you. She said, yes, sir. I said, does anybody tell you how much they appreciate you today? She goes, no, but I'll receive that. I said, I just want to tell you I appreciate that. And I told her my name, and she said, you ain't in the system. I said, uh, yeah, I figured about it like that. But you know what she said? She said, but baby, you ain't going to wait at all. Woo! Pulled that thing out there. What's your name again? Give me your information. She said, you're just the nicest man that came in here today. Thank you. All of this is a, hey, I just appreciate you. Right? Then she said, are you a pastor? And I wasn't going in there. Hallelujah. I hope I get. I just, I just, I just asked her that one last night. I said, uh, I am. She said, no, really. Are you? I said, yeah. I said, last week, the lady thought I was a construction worker, but it don't matter to me. If I get a tip, remember I told you one night, the lady said, well, what do you do? Are you in construction? I go, they won't give me a hammer, man. <laughs> they will not even give me a hammer. So people, you know, they, they just, but because of the kind words, I believe that she maybe saw a little bit of Jesus in there. Guess who didn't wait? I didn't wait. Guess who prayed for me before I left? She did. She even got a woman off break to come out there to process my stuff. I'm like, man, I need to really, I need to really uh, be, be uh, watching my words because, man, we got some gas mileage on this thing here, you know. I'm just, you know, this is great. So go back and everything. And before I can even sit down, let Mr. Chaplin come on back. I said, all right, I'm back there. And they only took one thing of blood. They're usually doing this and everything else. They swab your nose and everything like that. One of my buddies said, they swab your nose. I said, no, not this time. He said, they probably would need a mop. I was like, this is the people I work with. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Appreciate all that uh, encouragement, guys. So anyway, I'm sitting there. I said, I get to go already? And the lady said, honey, you can stay here till 6, but I'm leaving at 6. <laughs> you know, I said, I'm done. You know, it's like, I'm finished. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Well, the whole story is this. People don't always do what they say they do. I could have got mad and everything else, and I'm not telling you that I always respond perfectly, but that day God had a little bit more grace and mercy. And it made everything change. We got a few more stories that might uh, work into to this as the week goes. But that's how it started off. But I just said, you know, love them where they are. And when I started putting this together, I said, isn't that something? It, it wasn't her fault that I didn't do it. I don't know what was going on, why they didn't put the stuff in there. But you know what? Just for a minute, somebody knowing that they made a difference. She sure made a difference in my life. I guarantee she cut about an hour off of my time there if I'd had to go back and forth and all these things. So I, I, what I like to do is teach from the Bible, but give you practical application because these things are happening. There's a, there's a sermon every day, every minute, every, every time you in, encounter somebody, there is a chance for Jesus to show up, right? He's in the midst, right? Well, let's go ahead and jump in with this. One of the things I talk about loving them where they are, don't try to clean the fish before you catch it, amen? Isn't that something? That, I, that'll preach by itself. I said, but you know what? If you want to turn somebody off, Start picking and poking about what they need to do, right? 
Well, you know, if your hair was a little shorter, if you, you got a different shirt on, if you had this going on, if you didn't, you know, blah, 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 fill in the blank. See, that is religion. Aren't you glad we know a personal God because it's about a relationship? Amen. That, that's the whole deal, man. It, it's the whole thing. I'm so thankful that God will take you right where you are, aren't you? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. It's just amazing. But you can start cutting people off and cutting people away. And they go, if that's what it's all about, I just don't measure up. Well, most of the time, friends, the truth is we feel like we don't measure up anyway, right? Well, you know what? On our own, we don't. But thank God, in Jesus, we measure up just fine. That's what I want you to hear today. So I started thinking about different relationships I've had over the years and, and when I first got saved, too. I said, we've got to give them time to grow, right? Plant that seed. Give them time to grow. I said, think about when you first started walking with the Lord. I said, was it something that somebody said that inspired you? I think about different things. People, you know, I didn't know anything about the Bible. Now, some of y'all grew up in church. Some of you didn't. I did not grow up in church at all. Some of y'all know the story, and I won't go all through it. I didn't know what John 3.16 was. I didn't know. I was just saying, why don't they say what page it's on? You know? I didn't know any of that stuff. But you know what? That's not a bad place to start because you're starting right in the beginning. Right? You can just fill up right from the ground level, right? So that's good. But a lot of times we get learned in a certain way, and we go, oh, 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 it's this way, and that's it. You know, well, it's God's way, that's it. not not man's way. It's God's way. So, you know, we need a little patience. You think about something that somebody might have said to encourage you to help you. Or maybe think about something that somebody might have said that wounded you. It doesn't take long, does it? You know, I remember one time when we were looking for different churches to, 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 to you know, make our home, I guess I should say. And uh, we went to a couple places, and, and it, I was just like, man, i got to wait another week because this just doesn't seem, seem like the right place. And I remember we went to a big church, and, and there's nothing wrong with big churches or anything else. Um, but we went and sat somewhere, and I had my family, and the boys were kind of young, and we sat down. And this guy came over, and, and he said, you know you're sitting in uh, Mrs. Such-and-Such seat, right? I said, who? I don't know anybody, and that's how I was greeted. Now, they probably didn't mean anything by that. But I was already a little, I was nervous. I don't know anybody, you know. I just want to get in here and see what's going on. We'll see if they're preaching and teaching the word. And it took everything for me not to say, come on, let's go. I'd hate to sit in somebody else's seat. But the Lord was like, you know what? Just listen. And it was a good message and all that was fine. But, you know, sometimes we don't realize when we first meet people the impact we can have, positive or negative. You know, I know a lot of times I like to joke and have fun and all that. And sometimes I go, man, is that guy ever serious? Yeah, I'm really serious when it comes to Jesus. But I tell you what, I don't think you got to be beat up and I don't think you got to walk with your Bible like this because you're saved. Because if you realize what you're saved from, you, you're going to be pretty excited, amen? You think about that. Think about that. You know the best way to really appreciate heaven? Study on hell. Study on that a little bit. You go, I don't have to go. I don't have to go. I ain't going. Why? Because Jesus paid my fine. How about you? Man. So give people time to grow. But you know what, Lord? Help us guard our hearts and our, our lips and, and our actions to encourage our family and friends. You know? How many know this? This happens a lot. It's never happened here because I never preached on it. We had some friends during that time just popped in my mind. And one of Denise's friends said, well, why don't you come to church with us? I said, okay. This is years back. We go. And I could see the lady going like this. This is the day they preached on money and stewardship. She goes, <laughs> you invite somebody that's like, all they want is your money, all they want is this and stuff like that. You know, well, hey, that's how the wheels turn. But she was like, I said, look, that's what the Lord let give that man. That's what it is. Because it's surely in the Bible. 
But you know, it's always those things that just kind of make you feel a little uneasy when you're trying. You're just trying to love somebody where they are. And all those things, the devil will try to pull in different little things to, for them to miss, tweak out a little bit to get them from getting the word. Well, guess what? You're going to get the word today. No problem. Here we go. Love them where they are. Well, what else? How about that? We need to feed them on the word. Every day, there's an opportunity, no matter what you're doing. You don't have to quote scripture or anything else, but you can live that life. You can live that light for people to see. You know, all the time, there's, there's something there. We don't have to beat them with our Bible. I said, teach them through the life lessons and the practical applications of your Savior. Man, how do you do that? Well, if somebody gets in your way or something like that, you don't have to say, get out of my way. Just excuse me, you know? And they start looking at your life. And you see, our life should be a little bit different than everybody else's, shouldn't it? If we're of the world versus of the word. But you know what? If you don't fill up on that, guess what? We're going to look a lot like the world. But we want to look like Jesus, amen? And we don't have to do it on our own. How about this? Share the kindness of Christ with them. That's all I did with that lady. That's all I did with that lady right there. But you know what? There was something about her. She was willing to receive it. You can share the kindness with Christ, and they're just like this. Their heart's as hard as that board right there. But you don't know what they've been through. So give them some time. Just keep loving them. Now, with all these things, I've been back to the other doctor. I had to go to my regular doctor. I'm sitting there, and I see the lady there, and I talk to her, and I'm always talking to the, the, the one of the ladies behind my regular doctor's office here, and she's always talking about Jesus. I said, man, I just love this. It's great. I sit down. And I see this, this very spry, this guy's probably 68, 70-year-old, come in. Hi, how's up, brother? And I hear this voice. This guy's talking. And I hear his name. I said, that's got to be him. That's got to be him. And I go over and I said, excuse me, sir, did you say your name was Pulliam? He goes, yeah, how you doing there, young fella? I said, I'm doing all right. That guy was my gym teacher in the fourth grade. I'm 51. That's 40 years, man, something like that. But you know what? I talked to him, and here he is. This guy is all about Jesus. I remember him being all about Jesus when I was in the fourth grade. This guy has got more energy now than he had then. Talk about Jesus. I said, what you been doing? He said, I teach. He said, I taught for 37 years. He said, well, y'all, y'all something else. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, we were, right? He said, you know what? I taught 37 years, and I worked for Chick-fil-A, for, for six years, cleaning bathroom, and man, I work hard. He said, I've got more compliments of Chick-fil-A than I ever did 37 years at school. And I talked to him a little bit, and I said, you know what? I, I said, I really enjoyed your class and all that. I said, but you know what I remember the most of you? I said, your witness for Christ. It was like nobody had ever told him that before. I thought everybody told him that. He's like, well, I appreciate that. I said, I thought you knew, but it's good to hear. See, some, a lot of times people think, oh, yeah, well, they know. They know. It's nice to hear a kind word, isn't it? While I'm talking to him, before I even get to all this, my back's this way. He's talking this way. He goes, I'll be right with you. He jumps up, opens the door. This guy's almost 70 years old now. Opens the door, and there's a fella carrying a pocketbook and, and some stuff for his mom. He's got older parents, and they're kind of coming through there like this. So he's trying to get his folks into the doctor. When I see what's going on, I hold the other door. He said, can I help you carry that? I said, no, I got it, thank you. Get up there. We're in the middle of the doctor's office. There's probably 35 people there, right? In the, in the sun, and he's grown. He's probably 40. And the mom and dad, I think that's the mom and dad. Anyway, um, he's up there, 
and his shoes untied. My friend says, hold on, man. He said, no, I got it. Jumps down, boop, 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 ties the guy's shoe, slaps him on the back, and comes back and starts talking right where we were. Now, I'm blown away, man, because this ain't a show. This is the way this guy lives. He's not changed all those years. What a witness. And people are looking like, that guy's a weirdo. No, that guy's representing Christ, right? But see, we, we've come so far from that. When we see anything like that, they think, well, gosh, that guy must want something. That guy must, you know, who does he think he is? He was just loving on. He never asked the guy for anything. He never did anything else. And to me, that was just so encouraging. Love them where they are. Can you imagine that? What's the last time you've been walking as a grown person and somebody says, excuse me, I, I, I'll tie your shoe for you. I don't know if that's ever happened. But I'm going to give you all a chance the next couple of weeks when I get my arm. <laughs> I have to wear my slippers. So if y'all want to help me out with that, it's fine. Don't tie them together. <laughs> my kids are going to watch dad. Look at this here. <laughs> but, you know, feeding them on the word. So, you know what? Like I said here, I said don't beat them with the Bible. Teach them the Bible through life lessons and practical application. Man, he humbled himself. He took me... We were having this conversation. I was telling him something encouraging about his life. He just shut it all down because he saw somebody else with a need. To me, that's, that's, that's man, a walking Bible. What else can we do? We can pray for him. Man, we can pray for people. That doesn't mean that you necessarily got to put your arm on their shoulder. And that's fine, too, if the Lord leads you through that, if they're open to that. But that's the amazing thing. Your, your co-workers that don't want to know about Jesus, you can still pray for them. Right? Whatever, whatever the case, because God's prayers will reach them right where they are. See, those kind of words, I go back to the lady that I met in the hospital. That was a blessing to me. When I'm getting ready to leave, when she put that, that information band on my arm, she said, can I pray for you? I said, yes, you can. Now, how many know that probably, maybe, I don't know, some jobs don't like that. Some people say, well, I don't want to do that. You know, I feel a little uncomfortable. She stood up there right there, and she said, we pray in favor over your shoulder, over this, 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 and then I was like, man, this is an amazing thing. That lady probably spoke to me in, in pockets of 30 seconds, but it changed my whole perspective on that day. It changed my whole, now here's something else. It changed my whole perspective on the business, right? I was no longer irritated about the girl that didn't call the stuff in. I was so focused and blown away by somebody returned some kindness to me. See, that's the whole thing. We can defuse so many things with our family and friends and our jobs and stuff with just a little bit of kindness. It'll defuse those things when you reflect the Lord in some of the darkness that we see so much in this world. Let's take a look at this. Ephesians 14, you can write this down in your notes. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Man, now I'm going to tell you what, that to me, right there, that's a great mandate for our, the, the church. Look at that. Let's look at it again. Always be humble and gentle. Now, I found this out. Humble doesn't mean being a pushover. It means giving God pers proper perspective in your life. Shining for the Lord, right? Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Can we be patient with each other? Sometimes that's tough, isn't it? Right? And I love this. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Not because of their love, but because you love them so much because Christ is working through you. That the love of God, how many, it's, it's, it's hard to love people sometimes, right? It is. I got this guy in the mirror, man, he's a tough guy sometimes. 
You know? But you know what? When I start looking about what God says about us and how God wants us to respond, then we can trust in that. That's it in a nutshell right there, man. Let's keep on loving them right where they are. Everybody doing good? All right. Here's a good one. Forgive them and keep care. Keep caring. I was going to say forgive them and keep moving. And the Lord said, no, just keep caring. Because a lot of times you want to keep moving. Yeah, okay, I forgive you. Yeah, whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Because sometimes it's hard. We talk about this, and I always bring this up. Forgiving doesn't mean you agree with the offense. It means that you agree that you will not allow that to hold you back, that you'll get God's perspective on it. And we need the Holy Spirit to do that. And when people don't respond like they should, forgive them and keep caring. Don't let them rob your joy. Now, the guys I work with, we, we I, I say we, because I get drawn into it too if I'm not careful. We can try to rob each other's joy, you know? Because it's, it's funny, you get doing something and somebody thinks they're doing more than the next guy. Come on, is this happening on this one? Oh, you never do this and I'm doing that and all these things. You know, look at me, 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 me. But there's one saying that we got, especially on a Friday. I believe you could take somebody's work boot off and stomp their toe and they would say this. This is a common thing in our shop where you're not going to rob my joy today. I said, wow, if we could do that Monday through Friday, we'd probably really get some work done. <laughs> but on Friday, I said, you're not going to rob my joy? I said, well, gosh, if we have the ability to overlook one another's faults on Friday, what in the world would it be like if we did that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? I think I'm going to share that with them this week. But isn't that something? Man, can't we just forgive and let it go and keep on rolling? But you know what? Sometimes we just need to give it to God. Somebody say amen there. We need to give it to God. Don't hold a grudge. I thought about this, and I'm going to see if it works, but I need somebody to help me with perfect size hands. Can you put your hand up young lady? Perfect. Can you come up here for a second? She has no idea what I'm going to do. And I don't know if this is going to work, but I think it will. Tell them your name, sweetie. What is it? I thought you said it was Margaret earlier. No. Alright, I'm going to get Miss Ellie to help me. Can you put that down right there? Well, you know what? You can, I tell you what, go ahead and hold that on too. No, no, no. This is going to be even better. Keep that in your hand too. Put that back in your hand. Alright? We're only going to use one hand. So I'm going to give you a few of these things. And these are going to represent worries of the world. And I'm getting worried I can't get my hand in here. So let me see your right hand. Same hand that you got right there. How about this right hand? There we go. Oh, but you moved on. No, I'm going to keep that in there too. Okay. All right. Let me, let me put a few more in there. Because we worry about all types of stuff a lot of times. Don't we? Oh, my goodness. Let me see what we can do. Here, put that in there. You got a few more? Yeah, just use that one hand. We'll do that. Open it up there a little bit more. Oh, go, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, good. Go ahead and squeeze your hand down right but you can't use but one hand. Okay, just well, maybe maybe we can help you can use both hands. Can you both hands? Let's put both hands in there. Can you all see that? Because she's helping me today. Look, squeeze it real tight. I mean, tight, tighter, and tight, 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 and tight. Oh, tight. That's all right. That's all right. Because we don't. We got more worries. We can replace in there. Come on out here, right? See, this is what we do a lot of times. We get all those worries right there, and then when somebody comes along and want to bless you with something like this right here. Nicholas going to be mad he missed out today, isn't he? <laughs> he said, where's the money? And I said, so, so if somebody wanted to bless you, they can't really, they can't, well, there's no room to do it. I mean, I just want to bless you right there. Squeeze them real tight because, you, you know, you got to, how about if we just. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, honey? What, see, what, look at that. Isn't that what we do? She's getting that thumb open. She's getting that thumb open and she's in. She's getting that thumb open. But, but you know what? That's perfect. I didn't know how it was. But you had to let some of those worries go to catch your blessing, didn't you? 
I'll tell you what, give her a hand. Hold on a second. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll trade you, I'll trade you these little worries. And since you stepped out in faith, why don't you hold on to that? Does that sound good? I thought it did too. Yeah. Don't forget it. You gotta get your blessing in there. Man, you did all right. Give her a hand. That's all right. a great object lesson though. We got so many words, man, we just keep <laughs> right there, hey, where, where's my where's my car? She'll be the first one here next week. Yeah, I'm gonna sit up front. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's a <laughs> but but think about it, I thought that was a, a great illustration. I was thinking the other night. I said we get so many things in our in our heart and our mind and we don't even have room when a blessing comes it just it just rolls off. You know? Hey, hey, let me help you with that. No, no, no. But before she could even receive the blessing, she had to let some of those worries go, didn't she? We have to do that. And I hope that we see that today. I hope that goes back to that visual right there. What am I holding on to so hard that I'm missing the blessing of God? It takes a lot of strength to hold. I mean, if you're really holding something like that, let's call that stress. Anybody get stressed? Oh, wait a minute, I got to raise this hand like this. Yeah. Yeah, we do sometimes. In two months, I'll be able to wave with that other one, man. You're ready to go. But we get all stressed out about stuff. And most of the stuff you get stressed out about, can you do anything about it anyway? You can't change anything. If you could, you'd do something about it, and then you wouldn't be stressed, right? So I hope today through a few of those things, we can just give it to God. Amen? All right. We said it uh, for sharing with others, but I want us also to say, keep this built up. Keep yourself built up on the Word of God. Man, David would encourage himself in the Lord. Anybody just soak in the word of the Lord? There's all types of ways to do that nowadays. I say you can listen to your Bible on the phone. How many people got smartphones? Most people. All right. How many people? <laughs> Miles and Mike, they still got the flip phone. All right. I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's nothing wrong with that, man. But, you know, computers. TV, CDs, all those different things. There's ways, there's avenues to be able to feed on the Word of God. Hey, and don't forget, they still print Bibles, okay? We can still use them. But for people on the go, there's really no excuse nowadays that we can't feed on the Word of God other than one thing, a choice. Think about that. There's some time in your day, I guarantee you, that you can look in your pocket and pull out a Bible verse or take the daily bread things or something like that somewhere to, to read the word of God somewhere. Think about that. I'm going to challenge you this week to, to take that. Memorize something. Hey, I'll tell you what. One of the, the, the verses that we had on there earlier uh, in Ephesians, that'd be a good one. We always have a memory verse on the back of here. This is a good one, too. I want to share this with Revelation 1-7. This is our memory verse this week. It says, look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Jesus is coming back. Did y'all know that? And I don't know when, because the Bible says no man knows exactly the time. But guess what? My best answer that God gave me, this is a God answer. Jesse used to ask me when he was little. He said, Dad, I know the Lord's coming back. And I know no man knows. But when do you think? No pressure there. Right? And I said, 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. Whoo, that's a God answer, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. But man, you know what? Here's the thing. It's not so much when he's coming back. Are you ready? Are you ready when he comes back? Because for the believer, guess what? 
It's going to be a great time. For those left behind, it's not going to be a great time. That's why we push so hard. That's because we want people to know that God loves them. Family, friends, what you're going to do, you're going to share Jesus with them. Amen? So that's what we want to do. Build yourself up on the world. What else we got? Look for ways to build your relationships. Man, how about that? Find some common ground and start there. Pull in the things that the Lord has taught you. It's pretty amazing. You know, Scott loves, but how many people know that Scott might like building boats just a little? Just a little. Just a little. He's very gifted in that. There's never a time that he's ever showed me a picture. There's never a time that he's told me about a job he's worked on. There's never a time that I went out there and looked at the boats and stuff that he's done that he hasn't tied it in. Look what God's done. That's just a sense to, to, his, to his, his ministry stuff. He loves it. But do you know why he loves it so much? Because he sees the legacy in that. And he thinks about So we talk about a lot of stuff. He says, you know, man, that's something. My heavenly father was a carpenter. My dad was a carpenter. I'm doing some carpentry work. That's amazing. You see what I'm saying? He uses that to pull things in, to tell people about Jesus. You never once hear him say, well, look what I did. You always say, look how God blessed me to do this. I'm not putting you under the spot there, brother. It's because you're very humble about that. And it's a blessing to me to see somebody. He loves doing that. What's the thing? They say, if you find your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. Let me tell you something. That is not easy work. That is not easy work, man. I had sawdust up my nose and everything. I was just looking. You know, I'm thinking, man, what's going on? And I said, he said, he said, this is what it looked like before. And I was like, looking at this. He said, this is what it looks like now. I'm thinking, wouldn't he cut the front of another boat off and put it on there? No. And I'm, I'm asking him how you do He said, you got to take your time. And, 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 he start, and when he's telling me about this, he's passionate about it. I don't know nothing about the woodwork and stuff, right? But he's got me going, yeah, that's cool. Because he's got so much love for that and so much, just so much compassion. How about when you share Jesus? Do people see the compassion that you have in there? Or do they say, yeah, y'all messed up. Y'all need Jesus. I see y'all keep walking. Or do you say, man, let me tell you how much God loves you. Yeah, but you don't know what I've done. Yeah, you know, I don't, but God doesn't. He still loves you. Wow. Do you know that God loves you? Do you know he sees your best on the, on the, on the worst day? He still sees your best? Man, that's, uh, could you follow a God like that? Tell me about your Jesus. Tell me about this guy. Tell me, tell me more. Instead of telling him, hey, you know what? You got you to shave. You got to clean up. You can't wear that type of shoe. You got to look over here. You, what did you do this for? Why are you parking here? Man, wouldn't that be something? I want to hear about that relationship. Man, look for ways to build that relationship. Let me tell you, find the passion of Christ and what God's given you to do. And it will, it will spill out of you. It'll spill out of you. Let's keep on going. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. How often do you root somebody on? What I say, everybody needs to see. I, I heard somebody the other day, and they said, yeah, you know, like you always say, everybody needs a cheerleader. I said, wow, I guess I do say it a lot. Why did I say it? Because I believe it, man. That lady needed a cheerleader that day. How about you? Maybe you're getting ready to go in for some surgery. Maybe you're getting ready to, to, to deal with some hard stuff in your life. Maybe you got something going on in a relationship, and just for somebody to say, hey, man, let me tell you, it's going to be all right. I'm going to pray for you. And not only say you're going to pray for them, maybe just stop and say, how about we pray about it right now? Right? Well, buddy, that's easy for you because you got a big mouth. You don't mind praying. Let me tell you something. I mentioned this before, and I, I just feel like I need to share this with somebody. Most of y'all know this. This is a guy that got sick before every day of school in his life. I don't even know why. I would get so nervous. I, I, I did not like school. 
I didn't read, I never read a full library book hardly at all in my life, you know? And, and, and it's just because I was terrified they were going to ask me to stand up and read, man. Oh my gosh, I got to read. I got to do this. But you know what God did? God took the thing that I love to do and I, I, and I said, you know what, Lord, I love playing music. And then he moved me from there to the front man of the band. Now you got to talk to people. Ooh, I don't want to talk to people. I just want to play guitar. No, you got to talk to people. He used the thing that I loved to gently woo me to himself. Gently woo me to himself. The stuff that he had already planted in my life years ago that I get to go and lay down at his feet now and say, Lord, you know what? I like playing guitar, but I ain't never had the best time in my life that I start playing music for you. You could, I don't care how many people screaming, jumping up and down, everything else. I'd rather play for an audience of one if it's Jesus. Because I'm going to tell you what. He's the one. That, he's the difference maker. He's the one that took my sin away. He's the one that forgives me. Did you say forgives? Not forgave. Yes, he did. And presently forgives. Right? I just want to throw that in there. Right? And you know what? Somewhere along the way, that guy that didn't like the crowd... He chipped that guy away. And then if you're not a crowd liker, that's okay, because I can understand that. See, my mom, I've, I've mentioned this before, my mom has never seen me play music before in her life. She's 87 years old. My mom loves me to pieces, but she ain't going where no crowd is. My mother has never heard me preach until my dad died five years ago. Loves me to pieces, but she ain't going where no crowd is. And that's okay, you know? But you know what the good thing is? I don't have a chip on my shoulder because I know my mama loves me. What? Right? So when people don't respond like you want them to respond, just respect where they're at. You know? Now, I know my beautiful bride likes to hang out with me, but she don't always like to go out to eat every day like I do. She's like, I got broccoli. Go get what you want. I got popcorn. I was like, I will die right here at my house. We need tuna steak, babe. Which leads me to another story that I think I got in here somewhere else, but I, that's all right. What I'm saying here, how can we encourage somebody? Think about somebody that you know right now for a second that needs some encouragement. You know, everybody can use some encouragement. And maybe it's you. You say, nobody ever encourages me. Well, look in the Word of God, you ought to be encouraged. I pray when you come here that you're encouraged. Because I try to speak to everybody. I don't care if you're seven or 87 or 97 or 107. I don't know. I don't think anybody's 107 in here, are you? Yeah. No? <laughs> I'm just teasing. We have a little family thing we do with that. Mm -mm -mm. I think there's some heavy you can throw. Yeah, I guess my birth I guess my birthday card just just got shredded. But you know, here we go. This which leads me right to this. Realize that sometimes distance is a good thing. Right? Sometimes you know we gotta give it to God and just say, you know, give God room to work, amen. Sometimes it takes a little time. Have you ever had a blowout with somebody? And you say, I can't wait till tomorrow. Why I can't wait to come in tomorrow. If they say this, I'm going to say that. If they say that, I'm going to say this. I'm, oh, man, you're ready. And you go in there and you see them. They meet you halfway. They say, hey, man, you know, I thought about it yesterday. I thought about that. What do you do then? You Because <laughs> you were ready to jump in. Well, I'm going to get them now. I can't, I can't believe it. And you remember when they said, I, I hope they do say that. Man, your arms all up like that. Hair up on your back and everything like your dog when he gets mad. You know? Yeah. And they go, Hey, man, you know I was wrong about that. You don't know what to do with that, do you? Okay. Because kindness can diffuse that stuff. Kindness can just diffuse it. So, you know what? Sometimes we just got to let them come up for air, amen? Woo, look in the mirror. 
This is the hard one. Y'all did good so far because we talked about somebody else. Now we're talking about you and me. Man, here we go. What? <laughs> Say what? That's right. Look at this. Look in the mirror at God's word. Mm. I said, man, you know what? The truth of the matter, we could probably use a little polish too, can't we? Amen. Did I learn something wrong? Okay. The mirror's cracked, so I'm not sure I want to look at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, see, now, that's amazing right there. Because everybody else was focused on what I had, but my daughter-in-law said, something's wrong with that right there. <laughs> <laughs> it takes all kinds, though, right? Because you look at stuff all the time. Just the background image. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. But you know what? It's perfect because what I'm saying is sometimes we need a little polish too. Sometimes there's cracks in our image too, isn't it? Oh, amen. Thank you. You're good. See, look at that. God working, girl. Yeah, she, she's in our family. Okay. But you know, sometimes there's cracks and things in our life. And then, that, you know what? That nobody else sees until that light hits it just right. Which leads me to my next door. Went to the car show yesterday. Took my truck out there with my buddy and everything else. Had it all polished up and everything. Y'all are going to love this now. I'm just going to be real honest, right? So I said, well, I want to go ahead and support this thing. And I said, well, hey, uh, how much are your T-shirts? The lady said, I got a deal for you on a T-shirt today, honey. I said, that's fine. How much is a T-shirt? She said, $15. She said, what size would you like to have? Mr. Funny Guy says, I'll take a size fat, right? And she said, is that a 3X? I said, no. I said, I'll get a large, right? So I get a large, and I'm paying the lady. And she goes, honey. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, why don't you go ahead and get that? <laughs> I'm waiting for her to say because they'll shrink she never says that she says because you got that little pooch right there <laughs> I'm thinking you're the best salesperson they got aren't you <laughs> and I go I'll take the extra large <laughs> I couldn't believe I had to laugh and I went over to my buddy right and I brought a pizza back too and I brought a pizza back and I said told me I need an extra large shirt. He said, well, you better eat up so you can fill the shirt up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have not kidding. I thought, I the whole time, I thought, she was just brutally honest. She said, you got that little pooch thing. When you turn that way, you need an extra large. I said, okay. Yeah, can't worry about little yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a good thing I didn't have my hands in. Like, this is going to look like a little tri- Tyrannosaurus. Hey, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Man, I'm thinking. But you know what I noticed? She had a whole lot of t-shirts over there. <laughs> he said, <laughs> if she could show me the small one, I could because I would come back and got one that fit. I wouldn't have said, I said, well, I decided to get one for my son. <laughs> but it's crazy sometimes. We get we, we don't want to look in the mirror, right? I don't like turning sideways in front of my mirror. How about y'all? Because I won't see nothing else but my, nothing behind me, right? I'm like, oh man, is that Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Things like that. But you know, you got to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit too. But sometimes, you know, you say, yeah, that's right. And everybody's laughing. You go, that, that's enough right there. <laughs> okay, that's enough. But you know what? She was just being brutally honest. And sometimes it's hard to hear that, isn't it? And I usually take it on the chin pretty good, usually. But I was like, I guess I don't. I, I, my buddy said, you going to eat any more of that pizza? I go, no, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> I ate four slices. It ought to be all right, isn't it? My goodness, man. But looking in the mirror of God's word, who does God say we are? That's what we need to continue to look at. Amen? Let's see what else we got in here. Check your temperature. Now, I, I bring this up for y'all. How many of y'all have watched the, the story when we had it here at uh, War Room, the movie? I'll share a little bit with that. I don't want to blow the movie, but this was one. And we actually been doing a Bible study on that. This lady was a uh, seller in real estate, and she went to interview this lady to, to sell her house. 
And the lady just used everyday stuff to talk to her about her spiritual relationship there, her relationship with the Lord. She said, well, how's your relationship with the Lord, honey? Oh, it's okay. It's not hot. It's not cold. I guess like everybody else. And what the woman did, she, went, she said, would you like some coffee? She said, yes. So she goes in and she makes up coffee, not hot, hot and not cold. And she brings it back to the lady. And she's kind of sneaky. She goes, yeah, she's talking to me. And the lady goes to, to drink of that coffee and goes, oh, my God. It's just lukewarm. Isn't that something? Revelation 3.16 says this. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. God doesn't want you lukewarm. He wants you on fire for the Lord. And I probably did a poor job of bringing all that together. But for time's sake, I thought that was amazing. Check your temperature. Are you, how close are you to God? One of the questions in our, in our uh, Bible study this week, on a scale of 1 to 10, are you closer to the Lord this year? than you were last year. Ah, man, think about that. That's one to think about. And then it said, what are you going to do now, this year, to get even closer to the Lord? Because I believe we can always draw closer, amen? Right? And some days, man, we might be real close to the Lord, we think, and then other days, we're not so close. How about that? But you know what? It's a work in progress that we grow in that. But check your temperature. Am I still reading my Bible every day? Am I still looking at this? Am I still uh, uh, seeking uh, the Lord's input on things? Or do we just call on the Lord after we run everything in the ground and go, uh, yeah, Lord, uh, yeah. See, we do it this way, but we're really kind of doing it like the same way. Yeah, now we want to call out to him when, when we derailed everything else. But I'm going to tell you what. Isn't it great to know that God will still come get you even when you run off the road? Man, isn't that amazing? Isn't it great to know that God doesn't say, well, you're in that pit now. You're done, man. I'm going to teach you a lesson. That's it. You're out of here. I told you. Whoo. Sometimes we stay in the pit a little bit longer than we probably like to. Amen. But God is still working all things together for the good because he wants to teach us things and show us things. But I'm going to tell you what. God's not beating you with a stick to make you come around. God's loving you with the cross to bring you out of that. Amen. When we start looking at those things, we can start seeing that we need to agree with God, right? I said, why do we battle God many times more than the enemy? We know God's right. We know he loves us, but we waste time arguing with God instead of agreeing with him and asking him for strength. Think about that. We'll argue, no, Lord, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. Oh, this, everything else. When you know the Lord has clearly laid something on your heart to do. Has that ever happened to anybody? I told you about a mission trip we were going to one time. And I was riding home from work, and I was having this conversation with God, which really, let me tell you the truth about it. I was whining to God. Anybody ever do that? About this mission trip. I wanted to go on the mission trip. But I was concerned about my family. I was concerned about my job. I was concerned about all these things. I, I had all those little pebbles in my hand. Just like she did. And I'm whining. I go, Lord, you know I ain't got that much vacation. What happens if something, if I get sick? And what happens about it? And I was just what if in God to pieces, man. And I heard just as clear as the next words I'm going to speak to you. When I finally stopped blubbering to the Lord... The Lord told me this, just as clear as God. I just wanted to use you. Woo! I still almost start crying about it. I go, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll go. I want to go. But I let all the stuff get in the way where I couldn't get that blessed. Man, we were blessed. 
We were blessed. It was some hard work. There was some different things. They let me use a hammer there when I got there. How about that? That's crazy. They gave me a gun. We were building, helped building a church and a bathroom on the church. <laughs> and Tanya and them was in the side. And this guy, and we went to an Indian reservation. So sometimes some, some of the language things are a little bit different. And the guy just gives me a nail gun. I go, are you crazy? <laughs> but I said, I can do it. And I'm using a nail gun. And, and Tanya and they're going, do not go. No, don't let him have that thing. Yeah, I just, you know, I do good with the guitar, but not with the hammers. But man, somebody trusted me with that. Man, I was a boo, boo, boo. I was shooting that thing, and he took it from me. <laughs> I only got like three shots off, man. But you know, the whole thing is this. When we rely on God in those times, that's what I want to get to. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, man, I don't want to do this. That's not going to be comfortable. How many know that walking with God is not always comfortable? Come on now. Amen. It really is. It's not always comfortable. And we think many times, or maybe we think, as long as you work with, walk a lot, walk with the Lord, you know this to be true. But when you, when you first get here, you think everything in the world is just going to be perfect. No. But you will not be alone in it. God will not leave you or forsake you. And, and I think that's the whole thing. Lord, help us to, to rely on you. And it's easy to say that. But man, when you get the doctor report, it's not real easy to, to, to deal with. When, when you get, you know, uh, the, the, the pink slip or whatever the deal is or the phone call, it's not real easy to deal with. So why don't we put into practice relying on God now? So when those times come, and they will come, amen, right? I thought you were going to encourage us, Pastor Buddy. I am. What I want to do is train us up so when those times come that we can stay rock steady and we can be leaning and relying on the Lord. I said, man, we, we just need to rely on the Lord. And it's easy to say that, but man, it's hard to do sometimes. I said, man, you know, I, I looked at this. I said, there's so many things that we, we need to do. I said, look at the word here when I took rely and just kind of broke it out. It means to count on, to bank on, to have faith in, to be sure of. This is, this is how the Lord teaches me some things sometimes, and I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy. Buddy, if you could trust me for all eternity with your soul, why can't you trust me in that? Why can't you trust me in this? Why can't you trust me in that? Hard to answer that, isn't it? But there is an answer. The answer is I can trust you. Help me rely on you. But we need to trust God. We need to trust in God. We need to rest, rely, depend. Any way you want to say it, the bottom line is we need him, amen? A couple of things I want to come in and finish up with today. And uh, if you got your sheets, I, I'm just going to give you a sneak peek of what the Lord was showing me this week. As uh, I always say, what's your takeaway? I always ask this from time to time. If somebody asks you about church today, say you go out to eat, and somebody says, oh, you went to church today? Well, what did they talk about? What would be the thing? Maybe there's several things. What would be your takeaway from today? I'm going to share what my takeaway is. Yours may be different. But after I went through this and preached this to myself last night and throughout the week, this is what the Lord showed me. Love them where they are. And this is my answer. Embrace them like the Lord embraces you. Lord, help me to embrace people like you embrace me. Forgive them and keep caring. This is what the Lord taught me last night. Hate doesn't heal anything. Forgive, regroup, and you will soon reap the benefits of His grace. And the grace is there. But you don't reap the benefits of it until you receive it, do you? 
And lastly, the Lord showed me this. Y'all ready for this? It's going to help somebody. It's part of me first. Look in the mirror. The Lord showed me this. He said, you're a big piece of the puzzle. But all the other pieces are just as important. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word and what you do and how you show us the, man, the joy you have in everyday life. And Lord, I know I shared a lot of different personal stories today, but Lord, I pray that you take those and use them because we just do an everyday life. And there's going to be something that my brothers and sisters deal with this week, and I pray that they can pull from some of those situations. And Lord, just like Miles said another week in closing, Cherish each day. Cherish each one. Now, this is the Lord that you've made, Lord. This is the day that you've made. And I pray that, uh, you know, we rejoice in you. So with our family and friends, what are we going to do, Lord? Help us to love them. Help us to forgive them. Help us to forgive ourselves. And just like our verse said in Galatians 6, 9, so let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest, a blessing if we don't give up. Lord, if there's somebody here today that does not know what it takes to have a personal relationship with you, I pray that their hearts and ears are open right now. And I ask the question that I ask most every week, if you die tonight, are you sure that you spend eternity in heaven with the Lord? People say, well, I don't know. I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm a pretty nice gal. It's not about niceness. It's about Jesus Christ's sacrifice. So if you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, for paying your sin debt in full. Do so today. You say, how do I do that, buddy? By trusting him. To know that, you know what? That Jesus came and lived a life that was free of sin so that he could be the perfect sacrifice for all of us that have sin. And when we put our faith and trust in him, he says, call on the name of Jesus. And I got you. You're secure. He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today, pray this with me from the heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin today, Lord. I know that you're the Son of God. And I put in my faith and trust in you. That you today don't leave here without saying, you know, buddy, I prayed that prayer with you. I just want you to know God's working in my life. If you're here today, say, so you know, I prayed that prayer years ago. And sometimes I just choose what for me. Well, you're in the right place. We all do. But know today that his grace is amazing. Let the Lord embrace you and pour over you and comfort you and forgive you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, somebody.